0: podcast. Hello and welcome to Devilite's Weird Podcast episode number 102. What's happening everybody? Hopefully we're all feeling really good. First off the bat, want to apologize for last week's podcast. Two things First off, I felt that the sound was probably really shaped because it was very nasally. I felt like um, I was somewhat of a nasal master the whole time I was speaking. I was a bit like this. I sounded as wee bit like a newsreader or somebody working. Uh as a pilot in an airplane, we're just up to fifty thousand feet right here. We're just slowly gliding over the African forest, and up. soon we'll be landing in New Orleans. Um, but not to be confused with the Air Master, because that is something entirely different. But this week I'm feeling a lot better. I'm feeling a lot fresher. Still have the wee um the wee remnants uh, of the cold. Still have a bit of a sore throat. I can still. I try to say, I can still do that Macy Gray that he's loved so much, and I choke, but I'm not going to do that because I feel as though the vocal cords have been pushed to their limits this week. Um, secondly, I want to apologise for the content in the podcast. I feel like because I was a bit sick, my energy was low, my crack was weak. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are probably go on this podcast is shit. I feel like dour is a good word for last week's podcast. I felt it was a "dur" podcast. Very Belfast mum thing to say, isn't it, "Dur." It's like, see your woman down, down the street just moved in, brought around a wee I to me, so it did. And I had to try to give her a bit of chat, but she was fucking "dur." Face on her like a fucking drip, then like her toe. That kind of shit, you know what I mean? I was, felt it was "dur," But I feel like I'm <clears throat> back, I'm... I'm back, baby, I'm back and I'm buzzing and I'm ready to I'm ready to fucking bring the energy this week. Bring the action. Boom, 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 boom. It's a bit of will I am and Britney for you. Didn't expect that. You are now now rocking with Will I Am and Brittany Bitch. Don't know if I've told the story about Britney Bitch before, probably have, but it's very funny. I'll run through it again. I was in Glasgow visiting a few mates at uni. In just a student bar, total Glaswegian DJ on. He plays a bit of music. Can't remember what the song was. It ended. He goes, this next song is Britney Butch. Plays it. Boom. Bring the action. It was great. But yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling much better. This week still a wee bit of sore throat. You know, still like I'm not totally out of the woods yet. I've decided from today I'm going to start taking some vitamins in the morning. Try to fucking get a resistance up to all these illnesses I'm so susceptible to getting. Um, I feel like I've been working... Myself into the ground, and I mean, hey, it's good and it's bad. It's good because the work's there to be got. It's bad because I'm completely and utterly banjaxed all the time. But I mean, I've a busy, I've a bit, bu- have a busy week this week too. Very, very busy. Um, and I mean, I'm already looking forward to the weekend. I've lots on this week. I am back doing the Shane Todd show on BBC Radio Ulster, which will be starting next Friday, which I believe is the twenty fifth of October, it is the 25th of October, because I'm opening for Mickey Bartlett in the uh, Ulster Hall on that day, so um, so yeah, that's back, and of course you can check that on BBC Radio Ulster, it runs from 6pm to 7.30 every Friday for the next 10 weeks, booyah, and I've been recording that, it's going to become a live show on Radio Ulster, isn't going to be live for the first couple of weeks, because myself and Shane are both Doing things, we're out of the country. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. You know, we're being busy bears. <clears throat> so, um, it's going to just be pre-recorded. But it's it's been good. It was nice with a couple of records this week. I feel like it was, it was really positive. You know, I feel like that it, it's much improved on previous incarnations of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me, still a wee husk in my throat. But um, yeah, I feel like it's it's going to be good. So that starts this Friday, on the twenty fifth. I'm also shooting a wee, a wee short. For Channel Four, Karen Bartlett wrote called "Thick As" this week, which will be filmed on Wednesday and Thursday, which I'm very much again <clears throat> looking forward to doing. I was in this week doing a read through on Friday morning. Again, this is this is my <coughs> pardon me, my schedule in the last week. I had what did I have on Monday. Record a Boytown on Monday, have Diane, on Monday, recorded that with Mickey Bartlett. it was a fun episode, it was nice to, to, to do a podcast with someone different than Shane, not that there's anything wrong with Shane, but it's always nice to try different things, you see different vibes with people, you know, you find different, um, you find different, like, connections, and different, like, um, What's the word I'm looking for? You're probably sitting there shouting, I and I know, you had different connections, there you go, with people, and I felt like I was a really good episode of mix. so I did that Monday night. Again, I had no voice at all for that. I was a snotty, moany, coffee bastard that episode. Then Tuesday, I went to the Riverside Theatre in Corain and did the Comedy Club. I think it's just called the the Comedy Club, the Riverside Comedy Club, up there at that theatre, and guess what? It was really nice, Um I was completely, I shouldn't have gigged. I should have just said, I'm dying and not done it because I couldn't really speak, which, I mean, when you're stand-up, up is isn't ideal. However, in the circumstances, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it was nice um, to get up there. It's a gig run by Terry McHugh. It's nice to get up and hang out with some people on the comedy scene. You know, it's nice to, like, see your friends from time to time have a bit of crack. Some guys you don't always really see all the time. And on that gig, it was myself, Alan Irwin... Patty McGahey and Darren Matthews, and then also Terry was there running. It. So it was nice to see those guys, and it was a really, really nice venue. It's just it's quite a odd setup because it's just a theater in the middle of the university in the middle of cool rain, which I mean. Driving up to it, I thought it's fairly empty. You know what I mean? Like up to the into the uni, it looked very dead. But then there was a good crowd there. You know that they were nice. I felt like again I lacked the health and energy that I needed to really bring the show, but I mean, I think it did all right in the circumstances, it was fine. Then, what did I do the rest of the week? I had Pug Uglies on Thursday, and I had, it was myself, Patty McGacky, Gary Pollock, and Shane Todd were on, and that was a really, really fun night. Actually, I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, I've been complaining about pugs there for a while and I feel like a few things have been ironed out and I was much happier, it was a really nice night and then I sort of thought, yeah, I'm, I'm nearly over my sickness you know, I was Thursday night then on Friday I had the read-through for this um, channel 4 thing we're doing and it was great fun too, do you know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of fun people on that on that shoot so it actually makes things a lot better you know, I've been on things before that have like that's actually put me off acting because it's been like uncomfortable you know what i mean it's not like acting hey it's not real it's not a natural thing you know so by going into an environment where it's uncomfortable it's difficult but the last couple of projects that i have done i've thoroughly enjoyed and um, of course talked about the suit last week which is still online check that out but thick as has been is a great crew together as well so i'm looking forward to actually shooting that this week on wednesday and thursday And then I have gigs this week on Wednesday. I'm in the Points Bar, which is opposite Filthy McNasty's. I don't know what that street's called. Who knows? Probably people. Dublin Road? Maybe. Botanic? Maybe. I don't know. All I know is it's opposite Filthy McNasty's. And there on Wednesday and Thursday, I'm in Pug Uglies. I have Maceo. I have Maceo and I have Aaron Butler, and I have Ray Woods on his headline, and I'll, I'll be hosting um, as per, and enjoying that. Then on Friday, I'm opening for Mickey at the Ulster Hall, so that's going to be great fun too. Once again, a busy week, and amongst all that, I have legit work and training, like not pumping training, like work training. So, I mean, once again, fairly intensive week for the big man, you know, amongst all that, I need to fit my family and all that, you know, La Familia has to come first. And in the last few weeks, they haven't, you know, to be totally honest with you. And it's been really tough. You know, it's been challenging to be like, you know, taking on <coughs> all the work that I have. But that's what I want to do, you know. So you just got to do it. You just got to suck it up and power on through. You know, the, the handiness with that is all the stuff that I'm working on at the minute actually enjoyable to do. So, it means not that difficult. You know, working on the, the radio show with Shane and producer Mark is great fun. You know, it is good fun to do and um, so that doesn't really feel like work although it is still time away from from family so you need to try and bring that energy same with thick ass it's a great fun shoot to be a part of but again it's just you know you miss the family and then this weekend i had saturday looking after holly all day because was working and then Sunday was Catherine's birthday, so today when I'm recording this, it's Catherine's birthday, I'm recording this on my wife's birthday, I mean, that's, that's sly, you know what I mean, guys appreciate it, right, please appreciate that I'm doing this and fucking, you know, but um, <clears throat> it's okay, because we went out on Saturday night, we went to dinner at the old inn in Crawfordsburn, where we got married, Heart melting, beautiful, and I tell you what, the old inn, some spot, you know, the grub in there, very nice, you know, I had myself a surf and turf, for starter. Say surf and turf, it was like a couple of, of scallops and a little bit of pork belly. There's no beef on it, which is what I assume is a normal surf and turf. Beef, prawns, and chicken, even though they're not on the turf. Fuck, that on the on it as well. I'll have a dose of that. But it was very nice. And then from my main course, I had salmon and champ and some vegetable thing. And it was absolutely beautiful, you know. I also did have some, some stout on the evening, and I had some white wine, which was lovely, I know bubbly, because I'm saving myself for Friday, oh yeah, but no, it was a nice night, you know, bit bit hungover, you know, oddly, oddly enough, after a night in the sauce, this shows how old I am, got home, I thought, right, drink a bit more, give me a glass of wine, what do you want to do, do you want to, you know, keep on drinking, play some drinking games, nah mate, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, make a cheesecake for tomorrow. So yeah. I got home and I baked the cheesecakes. I baked it. It was a non-baked cheesecake, but it was very nice. Mm. So I ended up being up at half, to half one in the morning on Saturday night, drinking red wine and making cheesecakes. You know, but that's what we were doing. We went to Catherine's mum's on, on her birthday on Sunday for a nice big Sunday dinner, and I brought dessert because my papa stayed up to half one in the morning baking a bloody cheesecake. What about it? You know, so all in all now, I'm kind of, like, I'm a bit tired, but of a nice day. Sunday's been a nice day, got some presents together, you know, did all that stuff, just hung out with the family all day, and it was really nice, went up to Rowellan, Rowellan, I don't know what it's called, it's a big weird word, but it's a National Trust Garden in Sandfield I mean, what else are you going to do off of a Sunday than go to Sandfield you know, but I went up there, I went to Rowellan, or some sort of like Halloween thing on, I say Halloween thing on, there was people with their children dressed up, you know, that was about the height of it, And there was, like, the odd stall with weird stuff in it, like pumpkin carving. Now, is that sweet for a baby under two? Probably not, nah. But we brought Holly up there, and she just sort of scooted about in her pram. And we just got a nice bit of walking on board. Spent some nice quality time together. You know, I'm a big National Trust guy. I love the National Trust, and I like to experiment. I mean, you didn't need to know that. It was irrelevant. But, I mean, I like to see different places that are part of the National Trust. And Rowellan Gardens is a place we haven't been. So, you know what... I know Helen out there is a is a someone looking for national trust advice. I'm gonna say this, that wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't the best. It was a flat walk, but I mean, there wasn't that much to see. It doesn't compare to Mount Stewart. You know it doesn't. I'm. I've just come out and say that, but it was decent. It was a nice day, and there's some fire artists there. Definitely an inverted commas artists because these guys, I mean, they they had a couple of pools with fire in the end of them, and I mean. I could have twirled them faster. You know what I mean. Like if you want to be impressed, I want to see the wee fella that's at the front of the Bonds on the eleventh doing that fire tossing because he had been way better at it. Fucking up in the air. And again, the thing about that is see the wee guy spins the baton at the front of the of the band. He never catches it every time. You know, there's you always see the old mistake and people are going, don't worry about it, mate, Go ahead. And no one saw that, and they're all going, I fucking did see it. But you know what I mean if he's doing that with fire. It'd be exciting, do you know what I mean? It would be very nice to see. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, those fire guys were not good. Also, Brexit, what the fuck's happening? Just a side note, I don't want to win this too much. Brexit, I'm worried the troubles are going to come back. We're okay, I'm freaking freaking out. We're going to have all sorts of people issues. It's going to be like a flag protest times two. The world's going to be terrible. Anyway, back to the podcast. Yeah, so I was there, real well, and then I went <laughs> to Catherine's and mum's for dinner. Watched the Man United and Liverpool match and that's an hour and a half not getting back in my life. That was shite. But yeah, that's just what I did. I mean, is that excellent, hilarious comedy podcast content? Nah, probably not. But I mean, did I, did I have a little time to pray? Nah. I mean, look, listen, listen. Sometimes the podcast is what it is. Sometimes the podcast is just me listing things. You know, sometimes that's just the way it goes. You know? But listen, you must be buzzing to hear, I'm feeling great, I'm feeling fresh, I'm feeling not quite fit, because there's a be sore throat and ulcers in the tongue, but I'm, I'm on the mend. But you know, I'm definitely getting better, and hopefully I'll be better in time for for New York, where I'm going, in a couple of weeks, and um, I'm going there for my anniversary, which is the 2nd of November, just so you know, you can get me cards in the post and whatnot, <coughs> get those going for me, but... Um, that's on the 2nd of November, so I'm heading to New York for a few days um on my own to just um cont- no, with my wife. I was say to contemplate. But yeah, are there anyone out there, any weirdos who've been in New York recently and have stuff to recommend me do? And I've been in New York a few times before. I've done all the like the touristy stuff. I'm looking for some stuff off the beaten track. I'm looking for some stuff to do. I'm talking like nice wee restaurants to recommend you Know cool wee parts to go and check out. You know, I've seen all the Times Square stuff, I've been to all the 9 11s, all that uh, boring, all that stuff. I'm looking to sort of go to like more niche places, nice restaurants, and maybe you know, you'll be hidden gems out there, things to do that might be slightly different. Now, we're going to have a day where we go shopping because coming up to Christmas, it's November, I'm going to be getting some christmas gifts and that. i say that that's catherine's gonna go shopping and i'm gonna go to a pub and chat to someone because that's just what happens in new york you sit in one of those bars in a long line next thing you know some guy's like hey wise guy what the fuck you doing over there by yourself you some kind of you some kind of beirut and i'm like what's that mean he goes hey think what it rhymes with and i'm like uh great from the and he's like no man I'm ta- it doesn't matter and uh, what do you, you have? And I'll be like, oh, just, just a beer. He goes, give me two fucking shots to send and we'll tell you about it later. Add it to the tab. And I'll just end up blitzed while she's going shopping. But if anyone's got anywhere to go and recommend, let me know. I'm going to do the Brooklyn Bridge this time around. We haven't done that before. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be a nice walk we're going to do. And then we're looking to go sort of around the Soho area, you know, maybe go to like uh, down near the comedy cellar. ...round there... ...looking to... ...maybe pick up a show down there... ...have a look... ...maybe we'll do a West End show... ...even though it's the Broadway... ...hey I'm a sucker. <laughs> ...you know I definitely... ...I definitely should have said... ...the Broadway... ...and not the West End... ...hey we're going to the West End... ...to go to Broadway... ...what am I... ...some kind of prick... ...yeah it seems so... ...but yes... Yeah, ...so if you have any advice on that... ...I'd be very keen... ...to know that... ...because I mean... ...I'm keen to find out... ...and I'm also... keen to show... ...the New Yorkers... ...what I'm about... You know, so if you've any anything to recommend, slip in the DMs and say, "Listen, this isn't this, this, very sexy, worth checking out." Also, guys, on a side note, my tour is coming up now. I know you're probably going. Listen, I haven't seen too much content out there about your tour, um, and also when is it again? But listen, there's gonna be stuff that you're gonna be, like, oh my god. Fuck's sake, this tour every day. Stuff will be out this week. I'll be putting it out there. Now, if any of my listeners in Weird Podcast, if you're buying tickets to my tour, I want you to let me know. You know, put a wee story up. Let me know you've bought tickets because, hey, I don't know how my tour tickets are selling. I haven't actually checked in on that because I've just been busy and blase. Maybe it's too blase. Who knows? But my tour starts on the 7th of November, the dad tour. I'm heading to the International in Dublin. Now, there's been an issue with this particular one in that the international doesn't have tickets online at shine.net they're the tickets on the night so you need to actually turn up to the international and then you just put blast money into a bucket and that's what happens on that particular night so you know just turn up throw money in the bucket and enjoy the show bring your friends if you're down in Dublin you live down there you have people down there that want to see a show hey bring them along more than welcome the dad show's very good if I do say so myself. But come down and check that out please in Dublin. Now all the other tickets are online. You can buy them, you can reserve them, you can come. And also arrive at the show. On the 17th of November, I'm in Brickwork in Derry. Tickets are on Shine.net. The 7th of December, I'm in Bogan, Oma Tickets on Shine.net. 13th of December, the data tours is in the Rushing Dove in Galway. Tickets on Shine.net. And I think the London show which is on the 18th of December tickets are also on Shine.net it's at the Museum of Comedy there could potentially be tickets as well on the Museum of Comedy website they've sent me some emails I haven't had time to look at them hey I'm up to my eyes you know hopefully i get the head above water next week and do a lot of admin stuff you know p- blast through a lot of stuff but for now that's where all the tickets are there's going to be some stuff going through my social media on my Instagram Dave Elliott Comedy or on my Twitter the Dave Elliott or on my Facebook Dave Elliott comedy. Boring, eh? So that's that's where all that stuff is gonna be. But I mean yeah I just want to say that thanks to anyone that has bought tickets so far and also thanks to to my Patreons. You know, I've again had a had a, I called look look out last week about leaving Patreon. He's back and you know what I'm gonna reward you by getting some content out there. Now people you're probably going I've been waiting on this for ages. Yes there is stuff coming, my live podcast is being edited by the Snake Rap Ben my dad's show is being edited at the minute 2 I'm going to put the whole show in its entirety up on Patreon that's the only place the full show is going to be, I'll have clips out and stuff elsewhere, there'll be no clips out now until the tour is finished but the full hour will go on the Patreon so that's that now Slightly down the line, once I get a couple of things in order, again, I'm just gigging. You know, I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing a Boytown podcast, I'm recording a radio show now for the next 10 weeks, so that's a podcast and a radio show every week. I'm doing at least three gigs every week. I'm up to my eyes, I'm working a full time job, I'm trying to have a family. So I mean, get off my back, rematch, there'll hopefully be some ready to go by Christmas. With any luck. Also, shout out to Matt Rooney, a new Patreon, much too generous. But again, hopefully, it'll be worth it when that content goes out. I'm going to try to put more bits and bobs out on the on the YouTube as well, as in the YouTube channel. I'm not referring to YouTube as YouTube, the YouTube, even though I'm an old guy. That's probably fair. But there'll be more stuff coming out. I just need to get things a bit organised and just maybe stop doing as many gigs, I think. I'm going to probably take a bit of a break in January time, maybe you know, a couple of weeks of just doing no stand-up, you know, might just take a bit of time to myself, maybe do a bit of writing, bit of reflection, but just maybe see my family, because it's a very, been a very busy time. And, you know, I'm not complaining, I like it, but, I mean, I'd like there to be, you know, more, more irons in the fire coming along that period of time. Do you know what I mean? I'd like there to be more on that side of things. But, I mean, look, I'm going to focus more on the Patreon, and there's going to be... There's going to be... More content coming out there. So, again, appreciate that, and thanks to Vince Heffron as well as the new Patreon, much appreciated. But listen, I'm gonna start giving that more attention and put more, even more silly bits and bobs out there. You know, like we outtakes and things or videos that we do on the side. I'll just pop it up there. You know why? Because, hey, that's just what I feel like Patreon should be. And I mean, once I get a bit more, a bit more time, I'll be I'll be doing that. All right, so yeah that's that really you know i mean it is what it is if you haven't as well subscribed the podcast on soundcloud or apple podcast please do that too because every little helps all the listens help all the shares and in instagram stories help too you know i love that when people do that i love it when you ask questions when you share sharing the stories and you know ask me any questions you want i'll answer you know what i mean I'll, I'll i'll try and make it as interesting as possible but i mean i'll do it i'll do it you ask i'll answer Right, you know what? It's been a busy week. It's probably gonna be a shorter podcast this week. We're just going into listeners' questions now because, um, again, as I said, it's my wife's birthday. She's probably, um, in the next room waiting on me. I just want to say also that um, I'm back in the marital bed this week, guys. So I mean, hey, listen, I'm gonna be more tired. You know, work that out. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be more tired and. Um, <clears throat> yeah Probably be more tired come the morning if you know what I mean Hola. First question is from Dan Murphy It's coming up to Christmas time Where many people will be attending The annual office party Is it acceptable For a member of staff to casually ask Another if they Fancy a shag then continue the Conversations as if they just asked them Did they do the Euro Millions last week No Dan is a friend of mine, I used to work with him many moons ago, still good friends with him, um, now we actually need to get some drinks sorted at Christmas my man, and that question is very funny because it actually pertained to a colleague of ours many moons ago, when we were working in the same office, um, the guy is an absolute folk hero, he's a legend, you know, maybe for all the right reasons, maybe for all the wrong reasons, who knows, all we know is that on one Christmas dinner, we're all out having a few drinks. He had a few scoops. You know, single guy. Minds his own business. He's one of these guys who speaks a bit like this. So you can picture the age of him. You know, likes to smoke, smoke a cigarette. That's just of course, going to say likes a fag, but he can't say that anymore. People might take it the wrong way. So anyway, he's just minding his own business. Turns to a colleague of ours goes, uh, fancy a shag. She's like, what? And he goes, ah, doesn't doesn't matter. Just a... Uh, if you fancy it, and she went, nah, nah, you're all right, mate. And he's like, ah, oh, no problem at all. Just... And then, back to the normal conversation. The most casual uh, attempt to at get in this hole I've ever seen anybody have in their life. Excuse me, and say, yeah, fancy you suck my dick? Um, no, you're all right. Oh, sorry, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? That was kind of uh, fancy shag. No, nope, definitely, definitely not. Imagine she's gone. oh, you have. You'd be so sorry. belly, oh, Fucking. And he just had a bucker on the dinner table. Just did the push the turkey and the dripping to the side. And then there'd be a different kind of bird that would be dripping on the table, if you know what I mean. Oh fuck I was thinking. But uh fancy shag. Hey guys, if you are out there and you're single and you do the work Christmas parties, use that shadow blind, fancy a shag. And if you just get a shag, you know, let me know and I will really I really enjoy that. Um Stephen Clements, the man himself, uh I guess you could call Steve team Clemens a, co- a colleague of mine now because we're Radio Ulster guys. <laughs> yeah, albeit he, his show is probably, you know, way, way more prestigious than the one I'm on, that he hosts himself and I'm just merely a co-host on. Um, Stephen says, now that you're a working dad, does it annoy you when non-parents tell you how busy their lives are? You know what? Um, it's weird because I think I listen to it you know, I listen to when people are like, oh, "I'm so busy," uh, and you're like, "What do you? Th-? You know, if you can, if you can still fit a two-hour nap into your day, you're not busy." You know, I just think that since becoming a parent, it's made me appreciate any free time I've had. Like, I cram too much in, like to the point where I literally I literally need to take vitamins to try and keep myself better. You know, but I mean, it does get frustrating whenever people are like, like, you know. If you're organizing your time to do something, and somebody's just, you know for a fact they've got no prior engagements or no um responsibilities like a child, you know the that's what annoys you. And you're like, well, you know, I kind of made the time to to get here, and you're late and blah blah blah. But I mean, I just I just think each person has different levels of busyness. Do you know what I mean? Like I. With if I took a step back from my level of busyness I would just go mate have a break <laughs> you know maybe just stop doing as much because you can't cram it all in like I find like now that I'm I'm that busy I'm finding myself becoming scatty with things do you know I was turning up to do the, the read through for this um, blap that I'm doing and it's cruising in Shane rang me and he was like hey man are you here yet and I was like nope man I'm I just leaving my parents have left Holly off and he was like, Oh whoa, do you know you know it starts at nine? And I went, No, it starts at half nine. I'll be early. And he goes, Nah, they changed it to nine and I was like, Oh no. I just thought they changed the venue, not the timing. So I rocked in late, haven't thought haven't got there at quarter past nine, thinking I'd be bright and early for half nine. I wasn't, and I hate being late. It's a bollocks. <clears throat> but yeah, Stephen, I think you're another man that doesn't stop, and I like that. I like that about you. Um so you know, I definitely find... What I find actually really interesting is when friends of mine have kids, how their lives change. You know, they sort of look at you and go, why are you arranging the night out seven months in advance? And I'm like, hey, you'll see. And then they do. But, yeah, I, I just think general people annoy me, Stephen, since i become a parent, you know. Um, Jamie Blobby, who is without doubt the scariest um, picture on Twitter, it's like Michael Jackson... Mixed. I was going to say it's like Michael Jackson is dead, but Michael Jackson is dead. It's like somebody took a morgue photo of a dead Michael Jackson. Looks like your Twitter profile and it's scary. If I was a little boy, I'd be scared of that. But your questioning automatically softens the scariness of your picture. Hi, Come dog millionaire. What did you make of things on TV about the troubles? Only in ANI could they interview someone who openly admits to murdering people, yet uh, still walking about the place. You know... You know, I, I just think that the whole country is so fucked. You know, I mean, I'm worried about it again. I feel like people have, you know, I feel like to, to, in order to get peace, people have kind of, you know, trivialised some of the thing people have actually done. You know, like that whole thing about the, the wedding, where people were singing Fuck the Pope in the IRA and people were outraged at it. Do you know what I mean? A, be outraged because someone is that bigoted to do that after a wedding. You know, what? Why why do that? But also, you know, they are sly guys. You know, I think there's sort of become a bit of a distance where people are, are like, in just general banter, shouting up, hurrah, like, it's great. Nah, they for sure just kill people, you know. Blew women and children up, blew innocent people up. Hey, let's not forget that. Sly guys too, you know. I think that the country almost... You know, you become oblivious to that, and it just worries me, the whole Brexit thing. I'm just worried at the minute. And I was actually talking to somebody about it the other day, and I was like, whatever happens, do you not just want to be able to have time with your family, able to afford to buy things, you know, able to get education, able to get healthcare? You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're happy with your family. And, like, what, being your identity, is it that important, your national identity, to, to like, bring the troubles back? Or start having protests in the street, you know, is is that the most important thing? Or should you just make sure that your family are healthy and happy, you know, and you can enjoy it It worries me. You know, but this place is the only place seemingly where you can have that and you can have people who are, you know. Again, I just think if someone's willing to blow somebody up or kill somebody because of their belief or their religion, you mean that doesn't always soften. You know, I mean, over time, I just think that does not. Think that you can be in politics, but you're still you're still gonna have a wee bit of a dislike for the other side. You know what I mean? You're still gonna have that in you. Like if at one point you're like, I would have killed that guy for sure, and then you're now working with him, you're still gonna be like, I'd fuck a fuck stapler at him. Do you know what I mean? You're still a wee bit unhinged, and I just I just worry about the way things are going, and I don't like Brexit. It frightens me. Um, The man himself, Shane McMullen has said, Hi Dave, hope you're well. How are you feeling about the upcoming Ulster Hall show? I can't wait. Um, first off, Shane, I just want to say, I listened to your CD. And to quote Louie Walsh, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I really enjoyed it. And um, I will give you a shout out once I have the, the CD case with me, because it's in my car. I was listening to it in my car, and, it, and I, can't, I can't remember the name of the band. But... I'll give you use a shout-out next time because I really enjoyed the music. It was very nice. You know, it was nice. It was a bit of rock, but it was it was listening, listening-able, you know. I really enjoyed that. But in terms of the Ulster Hall, I'm very excited about it. You know, I feel like I'm going to be doing some... I feel like I'm going to be doing some, some new stuff at it. You know, I've got a few gigs this week. The reason I took the gig on Wednesday was so I could try out some new bits. So I'm going to be trying to do that. For Friday Try and keep things a wee bit more Fresh, a wee bit more You know interesting Because I mean a lot of people have seen a lot of my stuff before I have been doing a lot of stuff um, To try and tighten up For my Dad tour as well So I mean it is a bit repetitive But <coughs> I'm going to try some new stuff At Ulster Hall and hopefully It works well because I'm really excited And looking forward to doing it I mean so it showed out So it showed out Pardon me, it's sold out. Mickey's done a great job on that, and I'm really excited about it. Whoa, there we are. I I nearly choked there, but I'm I'm back. I'm back in the room. Wilson Davidson has said, What's your favorite aspect of comedy? i.e., live shows, running pugs, doing a podcast, etc.? And he's just stipulated that this is for a podcast question, not just a random DM. Hey, Wilson, my man, I would have answered you. If it was a random DM, I would have had no problem doing that. I'm glad it is a podcast question because I feel the means of which I can answer it is easier. You know, I don't have to sit and type and be like, well, you know, there's there's positives of everything. Now, to be honest, for me, it's just doing a show. You know, my my favorite part of it is, you know, I actually like, I like, I like doing a show. I like doing my own show. I like to have a show that people are there to see me. I like the rooms to be full. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't already, get the shine.net. But for me, that's my favourite. Like doing the dad show. I love doing that. And I really can't wait to do that again. But the actual stand-up is my favourite. You know, I love doing my own art of stand-up. That's my absolute favourite. Now, running pugs is fun. When, When it's a good night of pugs, it's great. Now, there's a difference between that when you're running it and hosting it. Your job's not really to be the funniest. Your job is to let the night run, bring people on and just make sure it's a good night. Whereas, you know, when it's just your show, you're to be really funny. And that's what I, I enjoy the most. Podcasts are great fun too. I enjoy doing Boy Town most of the time. Sometimes it can be fucked with him like, but, you know, a lot of times that's just me being being grumpy. But I, I do love doing Boy Town. My own podcast, I'm enjoying it. You know, I feel like it's a good tool for me to... Again, because I have not have the time to put videos out every week or any of that stuff. So it's good for me to just sit in a room talk shit for 45 minutes and put that out. Therefore, it's some content. It's it's letting people know what I'm at, promoting gigs, getting a bit of a following, and I appreciate that. And I do feel like my own podcast is like my little baby. Like, no matter what, I will do this podcast. Like, I'm here on my wife's birthday and I'm doing it because I don't want to miss a week. Because I feel like that's the only thing... I can be consistent with in terms of output and again you know I feel like if I treat it like like a business if I'm treating a professional if I'm like listen the podcast out on Monday you get it on Monday come hell or high water if I'm away somewhere I record it in advance you know but I just like as somebody that's not a, a full-time comedian Yet I like to treat it like this is the way I'll treat it when I'm a full time comedian. I'm gonna be going at it with the same kind of professionalism at that. Apart from doing that, I um apart from doing that, I actually like to try to help, you know, acts come through. I really feel like a sense of, you know, responsibility too. I want to like help the scene that there is, if I can in any way. Now that sounds egomaniacal in some way but that's not how it's meant I just feel like there's a lot of talent in Northern Ireland at the minute and it's just maybe not necessarily the platforms to get out there so I feel like I like to you know if anyone ever needs any advice or whatever I'm happy to lend an old-timers ear to that um, and I get a bit of joy of that like seeing um, people put on gigs you know that I, I really enjoy that like my man Jordan Robinson is doing a gig and um, it's he's doing a show, The Pig Heart Show, it's called. And it's on the nineteenth of November, I think, in the Sunflower. And I don't even think you have to you have to pay in for it yet. It's a pay what you want show. So I think you can book tickets online and then you can just you know I think it costs you five if you buy online or you turn up it's free, but I think that's selling well. I think Jordan's a really a really good stand-up and he's he's a good guy as well, so I would I would recommend you checking out his show whenever you get if you get a chance in fact just make yourself have a chance get down go and check that out but yeah well it's an interesting question for me doing stand up doing a set or doing an art show is my favourite hosting's fine but I prefer doing a set or just a show myself Um. where are we at now John Joe Flood I said good evening pappy how's the form very well mate And When did you realise that you wanted to make a career out of comedy? And if you were to offer a 15-year-old Dave the option of being a full-time comedian or a full-time wrestler, what would you choose? (laughs) That's tough. You know, I'm going to say... I realised I wanted to do comedy as a career, I think, when I started doing sketches with FNT, the group that I started out with, probably, probably going on 10 years ago now. like, But I really... I thought it was something that could be done. I didn't know it was something that I could do until then. Whereas now, I feel like um, I could. You know, then, after doing that, I felt like I could do comedy. There was an avenue for it. I got into writing it, and I really enjoyed it. And I think that it's only when I started doing stand-up and enjoying writing and doing podcasts and stuff that I thought, Flip, I can do um, that as a job, you know. And, And that's what I'm trying to work towards at the minute. So you know, on the flip side of that, the, my 15 year old self would for sure want to be a wrestler. I always wanted to be a wrestler when I was young, but then I just got involved in comedy and actually was training to do wrestling, believe it or not, when I was uh, when I first got into doing sketch and I just didn't have the time to, do, to commit to both because you trained on a Sunday um, up at like the Beaver Activity Center and it was about six hours you trained and that was just a lot of time out of your day to to commit to doing wrestling you know to fit anything else in your weekend sort of become your your only private time so that's what sort of stopped that but i mean hey do you think i will ever step into a wrestling ring again i wouldn't rule it out i enjoyed it i might be the I would do a one-off thing who knows some sort of collab down the line but would, i would definitely be interested in that jody short has said how have ea sports managed to make a bollocks if you had another fifa listen don't talk to me I'm fucked off about FIFA. It's shit. It's wick. The keepers are inconsistent and the ball doesn't go where you aim it. And the speed to react is so slow. It's just the worst game. I wish I'd not fucking bought it. Fuck FIFA 20. Fuck EA Sports. Fuck you, Jodie, for that question because you put me in bad twist. No no disrespect to you, but you've put me in a mood thinking about how much fucking hate this new FIFA. Willie Palmer said, Hey man, what's the weirdest country you can see yourself visiting in the future? I mean... I want to go to Japan. That's something I feel like I would like to do. I feel like if I went to Japan, I'd do a podcast from there for sure. But I just feel like Japan are so far ahead in technology that to us, that's weird. You know, like to see those kind of futuristic guys flying about the place on briefcases with wheels. That interests me. And I feel like Japan are that bit ahead in terms of technology. And like the, the, it's almost like they're maybe the year. Like if you're in Japan, you're home. In Belfast, it's 2019. In Japan, it's 2053, you know? And I feel like that would interest me. And Chris Barr said, Hey, Dave, hope you're well. Here's a weird story for you. And as per... You know what? you have actually going be a bit quiet, Chris. I want you to, to get in every week with the questions, no matter what you're doing, no excuse. Chris sent me a story. A woman with balloon fetish says having sex with him is lots of bouncy fun. <laughs> she sounds like somebody that would be on Euro trash, you know? Eurotrash was one of the first tit shows I watched as a young boy, like nowadays everyone just looks at Pornhub, but my day, when you were like 15, 16, you watched Eurotrash on on a Friday night before you played rugby and then you talked about it with your mates, Oh, how many do you have? Seven? What's seven? Aw, oh, you know that was kind of it, but this is very Eurotrash banter, it's funny and it's also bizarre, Um you know what, it's, it's what's weird is that I can't seem to open the full story. Hold on. A woman has revealed her unusual fetish for balloons, explaining the way she uses them as sex toys to have sex on top of. Maggie Berloon, believe it or not, not a real name, started experimenting with inflatables over a decade ago after meeting husband Jan and describes it as a hell of a lot of bouncy fun. The 31-year-old says that the pleasure seekers known as the Lunars, Enjoy the balloons in many ways, whether they're normal size, much larger, and in all shapes and sizes. Maggie from, so- from Germany, whoa, the third weirdest country behind China and America, said there's an added thrill that comes from knowing that the balloon could pop at any moment. Imagine a balloon popping, you busting up. nut. It'd be a weird combo, wouldn't it? And she wants people to embrace his lesser known desire. Oh, there's a very sexual image of her in some lingerie, for rubbing a balloon off her, her quim. it seems. Um, balloons are somehow balloons somehow get people aroused, but cannot be tar- entirely diverse, she says. I think for a lot of lunars, everything's about the material, the shape, the look, the feel, the colour, the flexibility, and the high tension It's such a fragile object object can take most lunars get aroused by actually playing with balloons sitting on them or rubbing them and having sex on them alone or with more than one person you know what I'm going to say that's weird because you're going to associate balloons with getting roots right so like you just be at someone's birthday party you know you could be in your house jacking away on a balloon whatever then you're just at your mate's daughter's birthday you're at a barbecue there's some llamas in a field. You know, you've got a couple of meerkats that you've you've hired. And then someone just goes, there's a clown with a balloon. And you're just going. With the big fucking balloon root on. I worry about that. I think that kind of flips the switch. If you associate things with balloons, then you bring it from the bedroom in the normal life. You start becoming what I would say is a deviant or a delinquent. And Chris's question is, do you know anyone with a weird fetish? Now, yes, I do. It's not a friend of mine. It's somebody a friend of mine dated. All I'm going to say is they were in the nappies. Wanted the buck wearing them? Weird. And again, like balloons, I'm going to say that if you associate something sexual in the bedroom, like nappies, and then you bring that in down the line and you have a kid and you're involved in nappies and you get aroused, you turn into a pervert. And I don't like that at all. I didn't like this. I said to my friend, been that creep instantly. And luckily, that's happened. Um, But that was a very weird fetish story in terms of me. I don't really know many others with that sort of weird fetish. Chris Henning. Hi, Dave. Feels like forever since I've asked you a question. Hope you're well. Can't believe there was a Judas amongst the ranks of the Patreons. Not very becoming of the North Down Dawn, I'm sure. Anyhow, my question this week is, what punishment would you hand out for such treacherous treatment? Well... I know this guy who likes to fuck balloons, Chris. No. I was gonna get the balloon fucker to turn up at this guy's house and just, just fuck some balloons and ejaculate on his no face. I mean that's that got creepy. But my punishment that I would really do would just be, you know, I'd just look 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 them in the eye and go, you know, thanks for your thanks for your support and I understand your reasoning. Um It'll be all when you're back. It'll be all when you're back. But guess what, brother? He's back already. And I love him. I love you. Look, a big kiss from me to you. And Chris, big kiss from me to you too, brother. Um, but yeah, people, they're, they're back. The Patreons are back. If you want to help me out on Patreon, I feel like I'm going to have a camera soon. I feel like I'm going to be able to get the, the weird podcast filmed, get content out there soon. Whoa, it's going to be a video and a podcast every week. Yes. Last question's from james and he says hi papa chief fucking love your shit not like your poo poo but your shit is in your material and content if i get this promotional work i'll commit to the patreon as i feel like i'm stealing your fruits like the monkey in aladdin opposed to paying as one does when they pay for goods or services peace out a town down um or else just there's no downs peace out a town probably andy town i guess peace out andy town um yeah james i appreciate that and i mean listen I'm happy to put out my my stuff, listen, it's there for you to enjoy, you know, I'm putting this this out there, this is for free, this is just a, a spread of the word, all I want in return is for people to buy tickets to the show on shine.net or promote the podcast, put it on Instagram stories, retweet it, share it on Facebook if you see it, just spread the word, you know, hey guys this is a movement, we're all weirdos, we're part of the weird community, which reminds me I haven't done a weird community in a while, so I'll just do one here, selfish, does anyone know how to put up blinds, yeah, I've got this real sweet blind that I bought and I just can't put it up because I'm too big to fit my drill where it needs to go, and is that a euphemism, yes it could be, but if anyone out there is handy with the drill and can put up a blind, holler at your boy, we'll, we'll pay you like some money and stuff too. And that's about it. But yeah, James, I appreciate that. I appreciate you enjoying it. And listen, if you get your promotion or your full-time job or whatever you get, hey, look, I'll take your cash too. I'll buy a camera. I'll make a live podcast or a video podcast. I can't even know. Who knows? Listen, I don't know if you could tell, but I had a few drinks last night and a couple of drinks today too. You know, hey, sue me. But anyway, guys, I feel this has been a wee bit more of the return to the norm with the podcast. I feel the energy is a wee bit higher. Hopefully next week you're firing some more questions. I'll have some more crack. Um, if not, just support the podcast, share the podcast, come and see me on tour, and I'll see you next week. And I love yous.